Welcome to Travel Chicks, where we talk travel, transformation, and inspiration. My name's Melissa. I'm the founder of Travel Chicks, and I want to let you know that it may be me, it may be one of our other travel chicks, but welcome on board this adventure. Please, if you love what you hear, like it, leave a review, and share this with your friends. We need to inspire more people to create their own travel story. Welcome back to the Travel Chicks podcast, where we talk everything travel, transformation, and inspiration. Today, I am super excited to have a very special guest, and his name is Eric Bowman. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So you guys, if you have not heard of this man, he is a brand new dad and he is also a managing editor of Travel Pulse and the podcast host over at Travel Pulse. And I just thought it was such a perfect and fitting time to have a little chit chat with him because being in the travel and tourism industry, we know many people have just lost hope and they've forgot about their dreams. And we are here to reignite those dreams so you can say, you know what, let's get into the flow and let's go. Let's go to these different destinations and let's hear from people in the industry what they have to say. And so, Eric, my question first off is, what has the role of travel played in your life and your family's life? Um, quite a significant role, actually. I mean, I grew up in, I live in Georgia here, so I grew up, all my vacations were to uh, a timeshare thing. My parents had a timeshare in Florida, so we would always go to Florida, a big theme park guy. That was kind of my um, always summer vacation, and we'd go visit family and stuff, but it wasn't really until I got a little bit older. Uh, I actually didn't leave the country until my honeymoon. I wanted to go to Hawaii, but my wife really wanted to go uh, abroad. She had been to Hawaii before. And so we went to Greece, found all-inclusive there and had an amazing time. And that really sparked my wanderlust even more. I'm like, I, I really need to get out and see the world. So my, you know, if, you've, if you're watching this and you are listening and you've never left the country, I highly encourage you, please, you know, book in 2021, go explore the world because it, it's just magnificent. And, and what do you think it has just done for your perspective and, you know, seeing the world through a different set of eyes, especially being, you know, locked in a city or a rural acreage and you've never ventured outside of your own province or state. Right. What do you think? Like how, yeah, how some people, think? some people never leave the suburbs, you know, which is really sad. So I, I hope that more people will get out and travel in 2021 when restrictions are lifted and everything, but it really opens you up to just a whole new way of thinking and see how other people live, view the world through their eyes and, you know, experience new things. Like I had never eaten goat before, but I went to Morocco and, that they eat goat over there. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And I had it. Um, I, I tasted sheep's head because someone else, I didn't order it. Somebody else did, but they were like, Hey, you should try this. And I was like, you know what? You know, that's what travel is all about. You know, you try new things, experiencing new things and um, experiencing new cultures and new people making new friends. And now I have friends in Morocco and friends in Egypt. And so it's fun. Amazing. And you know, I got a question. I, I know your partner on the podcast. I believe it was him who has traveled recently uh, down to the Caribbean. Have you also made any? No, that was uh, well. Yeah, Dan went to uh, Antigua in 
March. So just before all the shutdowns and stuff happened, I went to Cancun at the end of July, beginning of August. And then the end of August, beginning of September, I went to the Dominican Republic. Okay. What, what was your experience like? I mean, considering all the protocols that are in place now and, you know, prior to, do you think it's a better experience? You know, what would you raise your attention to future travelers being prepared to get on the plane? Yeah, it's much cleaner. Uh, it's the cleanest plane ride I've ever had. Uh, both trips I had were, I had the whole road to myself, which, you know, in 2021, that probably won't happen. Uh, I don't know how long, I think Delta, I flew Delta, so they're blocking middle seats until like, I think January, 2021. So I, I don't know if they'll extend that any further. Probably not. But yeah, it was super clean. The protocols in place at the, I stayed at um, the Hyatt Ziva and Zalara at both Cancun and the Dominican Republic going down there for work just to see what the process is like, what the new protocols and the safety uh, measures are in place. And everything's super clean. You know, all the employees down there at the hotels wear masks. Um, they have the little sticker over the door before you enter your door so that you know it's been cleaned and no one else has been in there. Um, they don't come into the room with you unless uh, they ask you if that's okay with you and you can say no. Um, around the resorts, not, not all the restaurants are really open. Um, it varies, like the buffet is only open for like breakfast and lunch, and then they have the dinner. They you know, encourage you to go to the other restaurants at dinner time. Um, so the, the hours kind of vary on restaurants at the different resorts, but I think every resort's kind of doing, doing a little bit different, doing their own thing, but it's, it's much cleaner and, and, and safer in, in that regard because we, we have to be. You have to be a responsible traveler right now. Yep. And what was your experience when it came to your room? Because I've heard so many different things about room service now where they package your sheets in these little plastic covered things and you have to make your own bed. The two properties that you visited, did you have to do that? Um, no, but I, I did refuse um, them coming in to clean it and everything. I just felt better and just one less thing for them to have to worry about uh, while I was there. I was only there for like three days, so it's not a huge deal for me to, they don't need to come in every single day to, you know, turn down service and all that stuff. But no, my, my sheets were, every, my bed was all made up when I got in. Um, the remote is in a little plastic uh, strip thing, so I didn't even turn their TV on in the Cancun resort. Um, I did at the... Dominican Republic one, but it stays in a little um, plastic thing. Um, yeah, and then they, they offered to come in and clean the rooms, but I, I denied it then because I just didn't feel like it needed them to come in additionally. And as far as room service, I did order room service. Um, there's a little tablet thing they had in the room, which is really cool, um, or you can call or order through the TV, which, you know, got to love technology, right? So um, it took about an hour, which I think is pretty standard, and everything came packaged a little differently, and it was all – um, yeah, it just felt more secure. It felt more like a takeout, you know, instead yep. like you would back in the States and everything than traditional room service where it's all, you know, presentation is, is big, you know, on that, but it, it just felt more like a little bit like takeout, which was fine. And, yeah. And one other question I had, what was the beach experience? Are you, were you required to wear your mask on the beach? Uh, no. So I just, I stayed on property. Um, there's all inclusive resort, which if you're going to travel right now to the Caribbean, I think all inclusive resort is the best way to go. And the beach, no, I mean, and at the pool too, you don't have to wear the mask. Um, you do have to wear it indoors in places. So like when you come in and you check in, in the lobby or you go into the restaurant, but when you eat, you can take it off. Uh, but no, at the, at the pool and the beach, I didn't really see any of the guests wearing that. You can relax and have a good time. It's an easy place to be socially distant too, is they have 
the way they set up their chairs and everything out there um, and the cabanas at the pool and stuff is all spaced out so that um, social distancing is in mind. So you're not super close to people. So. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I think this Corona crisis is proving to be a really good thing when it comes to the travel industry. If we think about it, how many times have we been to an all-inclusive hotel and people have puked and people have peed and people have like gotten all their germs and stuff all over the buffets and the swimming pools. And now it really appears like, well, number one, they have to, you know, sanitize and, and be way more clean. And so I think it's it's a good thing for all of these resorts to follow a new cleanliness and, you know, proper protocol when it comes to keeping their guests protected. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, you know, finding the positives of this, of what can we push forward and, and when restrictions are lifted and capacity numbers aren't limited. Like right now, I think um, that Mexico's, I think, transitioning to 60%, but they were 30% at first. Dominican Republic and most other places are just 30%. But yeah, at the buffet, they had the, it was no longer self-serve. It's assisted serve. They have the little um, shields up so that you can't reach your hand and all that. So yeah, it's much more, much cleaner. And you can, I, every time I went out, I would always see an employee just like quickly cleaning up after somebody or mopping somewhere you know, mopping the same day at the same time. Like, so yeah, it's, it's much, much cleaner now. And the hope is that it, it stays that way. And the focus on cleanliness becomes a key focal point for hotels, resorts, airplanes, and eventually cruises once we can actually get out and do that. Mm-hmm. So in conclusion, I, I know you kind of already answered this for yourself, what travel has done, but what would you say to that person who is listening right now and they've almost lost their dream of traveling? How would you, what advice would you give them to you know, say, look, it's really important for you to keep your travel dreams and your bucket list destinations like at top of mind. What advice would you give these people? Because we all know a lot of people have lost hope. Yeah, I think just focus on the positives and what you can do. Try to travel locally around where you're at, you know, even to staycation, even just a day trip of where you're at. Like Sometimes, you know, it's taken a pandemic for a lot of us to explore our own backyards and find amazing things around us that we didn't even know about or weren't even aware about. And I would also say virtual travel, you know, set up a screensaver in your background, um, turn your TV on if you have a TV that can um, just cycle through pictures. If you have a smart TV, that's what, what we do. And I all my travel pictures come up throughout the day. Um, well, half of it's travel pictures, half of it's pictures of my daughter now because we take thousands of pictures of her every day. But yeah, uh, yeah virtual travel is, is big right now because you can't, a lot of people can't go, especially internationally, especially Europe. Like I miss <laughs> Europe so much. I really want to go to Europe. I was supposed to go to France um, the last month, but obviously that couldn't happen because of restrictions. So um, mm-hmm. holding that hope that we can, but from now, you know, I'll just look at past pictures, look at, other videos of some, some places have like live look-ins on things where you can just kind of take a peek at what's going on and, and just continue to dream and have that wanderlust of, you know, I'll get there eventually, but you know, cause we will get through this. It's a tough time right now, but you know, we'll come out on the other side and, and we'll all be better for it. Yes. And I love that. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think it's actually a really cool idea because I don't even do that. Have little travel photos, you know, on, on a loop just to, 
keep those pictures present in my mind. It's just these little things are, you know, they, they provide so much inspiration. Absolutely. And if you have a favorite travel photo that you don't have framed up anywhere, print that out, get a frame, slap it on your desk, put it on your wall. Even if it's just temporary, it'll, it'll, it'll lift your spirits for sure. Mm -hmm. And for any of you who are in the travel industry and you want to connect with Eric, Eric, how can people connect with you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Eric Bowman underscore. Got to hit the underscore at the end. But if you just type in my name, it should pop up. I'm the most active Eric Bowman there. The original, whoever started Eric Bowman first on, on Twitter hasn't tweeted since like 2011. So I'm still kind of bitter <laughs> about that because they, Twitter should just delete them, right? You know? Yeah. So yeah, at Eric Bowman underscore is where you can find me. You can also uh, check, check me out on um, travelpulse.com. I do a weekly column there and manage all the content on that. And you can email me if you want. It's uh, ebowman at travelpulse.com. Amazing. Thank you again, Eric, for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I love talking travel.